Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eternity Record Podcast. My name is Yasin, also known as Drawbeats, and I'm going to be the host of this show. Our guest for this episode is a 55 years old live saxophone player and lo-fi producer. Known for his beautiful saxophone melodies, he managed to get over 2 million all-time streams on Spotify alone and has been placed in one of the biggest Spotify playlist editorials. Our guest is the one and the only Lo-Fi Sex. Jorgen, my friend, how are you feeling today? Yeah, pretty good. I a little bit tired, but I got noticed that one track was listed newly on the editorial playlist on Spotify. So, yeah, oh, wow. it's, a, it's a good day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congrats, man. <laughs> uh, would you mind sharing the playlist with the listeners? Uh, it's the Lo-Fi Cafe playlist, this new one, um, not not as big as Lo-Fi Beats or uh, Jazz Vibes, but I think it's it's developing. We all have to start somewhere, and this is the best thing about uh, Spotify playlists. They're, they're constantly growing, and reaching a wider uh, audience every time and time. But anyway, congrats, man. I'm really yeah, happy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, as an introduction, can you like introduce yourself to people who don't know you and your lo-fi sex project? Yeah, um, yeah. As I said, my name is Jürgen, and in the lo-fi scene, I'm known as lo-fi sex. I started uh, in 2020 in summer or 20, yeah, 2020, 2021 with the lo-fi sex project. Um, and it was just for fun at first, um, because uh, I'm not as young as uh, the the rest of the scene. I think um, maybe the grandpa or <laughs> the old old chubby. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah I think yeah. Paul as well. Yeah. Get out, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm even older than Paul. <laughs> Yeah, and the fun thing is, I grew up uh, musically also in the in the nineties uh, with uh, or yeah with trip hop, uh, Portishead, Tricky, and uh, then the Viennese sound, uh, Kruder Dorfmeister. I don't know if if you know this music, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah it's trip hop, and um, it was also very hip hop based and chill vibes. And therefore, when I realized that uh, lo-fi and chill-hop beats are um, developing during the pandemic uh, that much, I I was thinking, hey, that's uh, my kind of music. Um, I I have done that back (laughs) in the 90s and why don't, yeah. So I I decided to to start uh, again, to start producing and to try my best and yeah and i'm really surprised about the outcome and how it was developing that that's so interesting man um i guess my next question would be how did you find the change from trip hop to lo-fi and how how do you define the community because uh, as we know there's a lot of toxic communities and in so many uh, different genres so 
How did you find the, the lo-fi community? I think it's a very nice uh, community. Um, and I, w I was really welcomed warmly and uh, I had the impression that yeah, everybody is interested. Ah, there is a new one. Uh, and and yeah, it's a very warm and friendly community, I think. I had I had the same experience also a little bit earlier in uh, 2011. Uh, I I was more into electro swing, and we I was very deep in it and and had also my musical projects, and this was also a community. Uh, mainly we communicated uh, via SoundCloud at that time and made the contacts. And it was great because, uh, yeah, we met also in all over Europe at, at gigs in, in Great Britain and, and so on. Uh, and it was also very, very uh, collegial and, and friend, like friendships and, and no uh, controversies or... Um... Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think the music scene is, is a place where every artists from every different background meet up and maybe you can find your lifetime friend there sometimes you learn things you've never seen or you've never heard of and uh, it's it's a really good place yeah but there are other genres which are much more competitive and uh, not so friendly <laughs> yeah I had, a, I had a really bad experience with the hip-hop genre and uh, I have no no, no uh, bad experience or no experiences in other genres. So I can only can speak about uh, the lo-fi chill hop, and uh, yeah, and formerly the electro swing, and so on. <laughs> yeah, many many artists uh, that I know and I'm friends with, uh, uh, including me though, had a bad experience with so many different genres such as hip hop. Uh, it's just so toxic. And all people can think about is just how many streams have you got or how many sales have you got on your latest beats. It's just... Yeah, especially when it's not the positive way because also in, in lo-fi numbers are also important. Or But I think the reaction is uh, you, you cheer and you congratulate the other when he got uh, a million monthly listeners and it's not this jealousy and and hatred uh, ah he doesn't deserve it and so on it's the other way around everybody says yeah cool cool i <laughs> i kind of totally agree when you post something or some goals that you achieve like playlist so you've hit one million streams yeah the community is just so helpful and happy yeah. for everyone um i think the next question will be uh, about a really uh, interesting topic, which is time managing as a producer. So my question is, how do you balance between work, music, and family time? <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes it's really hard. Um, for me, because, yeah, I, I, I think I don't take it too serious also the music business side and i'm i'm in the situation i i don't have to make my living from it 
So everything which comes from this side is uh, an extra plus. So uh, I have no stress and I really don't stress myself that I have to fulfill, uh, I have to deliver um, now and I have to post yet and, that, and, and I have always be, uh, yes, <laughs> I realized uh, for me personally, it comes in waves. There are periods of time where I do more and I'm really focused and, and also motivated to do something. But then there can be two or three weeks. Uh, I, I don't do nothing uh, with uh, no producing, no recording, uh, even no posting. <laughs> and it's, I, it's, it's also okay. Um, I, I don't stress on this. And that's for me personally uh, the important thing. Uh, I do it my way, and um, and therefore I I can be very happy when I achieve some things because I didn't press on too much. Because sometimes if something doesn't work out, okay, don't bother. Uh, try the next one. <laughs> and, I try to to keep it in this uh, game-like, um, um, yeah, player or uh, yeah. I treat it like like gaming. It's uh, I'm not, uh, for example, I don't uh, like to do online games or something. For me, it's a waste of time. That's my personal thing. I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but I I spent this time uh, checking out. Uh, things on my computer, maybe on social media, um, trying, yeah, um, to figure out how something works or uh, learn some new skills like video editing or something like this. So that's my kind of hobby. Or um, so I, I don't uh, call it work. It's something that interests me, and then I, I can find some time to do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I guess when it comes to when it comes to music or or art in general, sometimes you just don't feel in the mood to work. You don't feel motivated. It's just not the right time to make anything. And as you said, the best thing is to use that time, that free time, to learn a new skill, such as. Uh, for example, video editing, maybe drawing, maybe anything else. Yeah, or even just just to relax or spend time with the family and friends. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just a walk can change the whole day, and sometimes you get inspired by literally walking down the streets or in the morning Absolutely. or at night. When I go with my dog, uh, when I walk uh, in the forest here, um, yeah, it it frees the head and and you forget the sorrows and uh, change your mood. It's really very important. Yeah, man. As you said, a lot of producers make this mistake, which is they just keep working uh, whenever they don't feel like to, and they prefer they prefer. Uh, making beats even though they don't really they're not really satisfied with what they made but they still make make just for the sake of being a producer 
which is not good and it's not healthy exactly <laughs> exactly it's not healthy and it yeah. it just burns you out so early and uh, personally i prefer quality over quantity yeah me too <laughs> for me uh and what this label stands for if you took if you took one month to make a one single track that that you're totally satisfied with and you you think it's the best you could ever make uh, is way better for me than making i don't know 10 songs in one month that you're still not completely satisfied with or you still don't find it the right track to to yeah. upload to everyone yeah and sometimes it's also good not to think too much what what uh, over is it good enough or can i improve it a little bit there uh, for me i i learned in my <laughs> in the years back uh, when producing because you can overproduce the things and it's never it's never perfect yeah. um, that i can tell but you have to be uh, you have to have this braveness <laughs> to say okay it's imperfect but i I, I said it outside and uh, now all others can deal with it and for me it's finished <laughs> and uh, and that's good um, I, I don't yeah and even if and and often is uh, after, after some time when I listen my older tracks um, I'm really surprised sometimes or also astonished wow what did I do in this track, uh, it sounds sounds great. Uh, I know at the time when I was working on it, there were always this, uh, ah, this could be better and this is ah, shitty and, and so on. I have to improve this. And after this distance uh, of time, when you watch back, then I realize, hey, it's not so bad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that that's an important thing i learned not to to spend too much time on a uh, on a track on a single or also on a recording because i'm my my roots are in improvised music and uh so i'm i'm used to this uh making music in the moment and when i record also for other artists or in collabs it's often the same thing when i have a recording session for me it's like i try the ideal recording session is i'm doing a, a first take and that's it because it's perfect or i i, yeah. I got everything like I, it should be uh, it doesn't work all the time but um, i don't do 20 revisions or something like this after some time uh yeah i i decide okay now i have some material and sometimes i i cut and 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 put it together or if i trust uh, my my collaboration partner uh, i send him the whole bunch of recordings and he has like a sample pool and he can take the um yeah, the, the parts he, he likes and loves and then he has the work to decide and <laughs> to... to uh... <laughs> well, man, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was one of these person that used to stress out a lot about about track mm -hmm. and how this is going, uh, especially with snares. I had a really big problem with snares. Uh, yeah. 
I thought my snare never sounded good. But, <laughs> uh, after I release a song, uh, I get a lot of good, good feedbacks, and no one talk about how bad the snare is. So I was like, if if I'm the one, the only one that thinks the snare is bad, and all these people that stream the song think the whole song is good, why am I stressing out about about snare? Like. You're never gonna make a song that's 100% perfect. Uh, at a certain time, you just need to like cove that song. Whether you <laughs> and sometimes it gets worse <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because sometimes I I, I also um, I always save the different uh, stadiums of produce of a production, and it happens uh, sometimes that I have to go back because I got. Uh, stuck in a wrong direction or I had so much much uh, plugins and and effects that it yeah it, it's like a swamp <laughs> everything is more so I, I have to go back to a f uh, earlier version and to start from this and then uh, the chance is better to get to an uh, to an end which is uh, satisfying yeah you completely forget the goal which is making a song yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, let's talk about uh, upcoming lo-fi producers. What is an advice that you want to give to uh, any upcoming producer that want to take uh, this whole lo-fi seriously? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm in the in the situation to give advices. Of course you are, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, maybe the most important thing, take it more like, take it seriously what you do, but take it also as a game. And it's all, sometimes like all in life, it's like a lottery. You never can tell uh, what what will be the outcome. And uh, be friendly and, um, and, and uh, get in touch with other people as much as possible or as you like. And um, because, yeah, for me, when I started, I didn't know anybody and I wasn't really a part of this lo-fi scene. I didn't uh, listen to it uh, before very much. Um, it was a completely new, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, scene or biotop. And uh, at first, yeah, you feel insecure and, and so on. But... Um, if you talk friendly to the people, if you ask questions, if you don't know something, yeah, then ask in a friendly way and you will get uh, the right answers. And uh, that's, I think that's the most important uh, advice I can give. Um, don't be shy to ask. Mm -hmm. Especially with the community, a lot of artists are down yeah. to help every other every other yeah. artist so. and there are so many different discord servers uh, you can spend hours of <laughs> time there um i i don't do this too much um yeah because uh time is uh a difficult because i have a family i have a job and uh so there's not so much time to to socialize uh in discord or on on um on on Instagram or other things. 
I, I use this as a communication platform when there is, uh, like, like with you, uh, when we work on a track, uh, then I communicate quite often. Uh, and then if there's nothing, maybe, yeah, I, I'm not so often, <laughs> uh, but yeah, everybody who writes me will get an answer. That's also my, my, my goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. As you said, there's a lot of places uh, where you can talk with a lot of producers, a lot of uh, producers out there that have uh, uh, experience or have something that can offer to you. And there's even servers where you can talk with the label team directly, which is a good thing. Um, you mentioned getting in touch with as many people as possible so uh, I guess the following question is how powerful do you think collaboration could be um, yeah for me collaboration was the the entrance um, to this um, now yeah I, I'm 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 do I'm not w one of the biggest or <laughs> I'm at the beginning of a of a career in in, in lo-fi scene, but uh, I I was lucky enough to to get uh, last year um, at at Christmas my first um, editorial listing, and it was a collaboration. Um, it was a producer whom I didn't know before. He just. Uh, wrote me on 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 insta that he is looking for a saxophone and uh, he has a deadline which was quite uh, narrow um if i can record something for him and uh, yeah it was simba greetings to simba <laughs> and so we did this fifth avenue uh track and i i wasn't expecting anything uh I didn't know him uh, very much before, and also the label Salad Records uh, I haven't heard before. Uh, now they, uh, yeah, I know them, and uh, I had several releases with them, and they are really good, and nice people. Um, but yeah, it was like in a lottery. Suddenly, it got placed on on this Jazz Vibes uh, editorial, and it's still there. That's that's amazing it's now nearly one year back and it's still on the list and <laughs> unbelievable so this was a sort of jackpot but you can't plan this but the chance is getting bigger that it might happen uh, the more collaborations uh, you do because every person you work with uh, has maybe uh, connections to other labels you don't know at that moment and so uh, your knowledge is increasing that's for sure and the chance that uh, a good thing can happen like uh, a tutorial listing or something um, is also increasing with every track uh, you release and and you release with different labels i think oh man i i couldn't agree more and uh... The results are the streams that you have in the, that beautiful track, Fifth Avenue, which is currently sitting on 1.7 million streams just on Spotify alone. 
and till this day is still on one of the biggest playlists uh, in the genre. And I'm very thankful for this, but but you have to be um, honest. These are all things you can't uh, influence personally. It's it's a decision of Spotify, and then the numbers are rising. It has nothing to do with your quality or with uh, the yeah the. This track was chosen. <laughs> it was yeah. I I was lucky uh, that that it was this track. And um, but there are other tracks which I think are as good as as Fifth Avenue. And uh, nothing happens or nobody was interested or there the streaming numbers are yeah not very big. But uh, that's not the point you should concentrate on yeah man sometimes it's just ahead of luck and uh, that one track that you never thought is gonna make editorial just get editorial uh, but going back to uh, colla collaborations i think collaborations is a really powerful option to choose when you don't feel uh, a track or when you don't when you're somehow lost uh, because we had a little lovely EP above the clouds and I'm not gonna lie uh, when I first started that EP uh, I was it wasn't an EP it wasn't it was just a track then it was involved to an EP <laughs> we, were, we were forced to do it but I'm really lucky because I like I love it uh, I really uh, it's it's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, if you want to talk about favorite, that EP is just topping everything I did from the start of my career until now. Um, but yeah, I think collaboration help exchange experience, and uh, sometimes they, they even bring new instrument to your tracks. Absolutely, uh, such as. Uh, we had in our EP the saxophone. I've never played this the saxophone. I've never used it on uh, one of my tracks. It was such a nice touch to add to my uh, music. And f uh, that's also the point um, um, for me because when I started, I, I have also another um, artist uh, name called Vintage Beats Club Vienna, where I only made instrumental beats and I didn't play the saxophone. Uh, on on it, it was just producing, and then comes came the idea. Uh, yeah, I'm a sax player, and uh, maybe this would be better if I make a pro project with lo-fi sax. And I asked, or I was asked by, by people, can you play the sax on my track and so on? And uh, yeah, and that's if you're an instrumentalist in this scene, then you have also a, a big advantage um, because um, I don't know I, I, I never made a collaboration where only two beat makers were collaborating I think it's also possible but uh, yeah I have no experience in this for me the most collaborations uh, asked me because I can play the sax and then I play the sax I don't bother too much with uh, um, 
the drum beats or <laughs> something like this. Uh, it's yeah, I can't do it, but um, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, the main thing is my sax playing, and and that's uh, the thing I really able to do, and uh, I love, and um, yeah, and that worked out perfectly. Yeah, being an instrumentalist helps really uh, through your career, and it, I think it's a it's a huge advantage. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, that people can play certain instruments, uh, which could be a huge addition to any track, basically. Yeah, and it, it changes also the music because you can work with samples, and there are also very good tracks based only on instrumental samples, and they're cut it and sliced perfectly, and and uh, yeah, and they created uh, great great songs, but. Um, that's also for me, um, when I play a recording over a track, I my aim is to transport my feelings or to to put this in my playing. So when the people listen to the sax lines, they think, ah, yeah, chilled or melancholic or yeah, gets me in a good feeling. And uh, so that's the message or I, I want to transport with my music and it's is easy with uh with the saxophone because it's so directly from from my body the air comes out produces the tones and these feelings this vibes directly into the recording machine and then directly into internet directly to, to, <laughs> to you maybe or to another collaborator and then uh, yeah sometimes it's also for me surprising what what is the outcome what will he do with my recordings um, and mostly I'm very uh, positive surprised uh, how it worked out and how it fit everything together and you did also a great job <laughs> in the EP <laughs> you played such a good uh samples on the EP and made the whole EP go to another direction which is jazzy chill beats mm. and they made it way better than uh, it could have been if I just walked alone you, you beautifully described it by music coming out from inside of our bodies and going directly to the microphone and then you can send it to whoever you're collaborating with and he might feel what you feel in and vibe it with it or he just completely changed the, the mood of the track so i think it depends on every artist yes absolutely we're heading to an to an end uh, this was this was such a fun conversation to have and uh, for people who want to interact with you, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, um, on Instagram, of course, uh, a handle lofi sex. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'm also on Discord, also as lofi sex. You can find me there. Um, yeah, Spotify is not interactive. <laughs> So, but uh, yes, you can listen to my music on Spotify. And now I'm planning to start also a YouTube channel, but this is still at the beginning. And um, yeah, 
I don't know. Yeah, TikTok, I, I also started. <laughs> yeah. And you find lo-fi lo sex on TikTok also. But before we end this, we're going to play a little fun game uh, called This or That, where basically I'm going to give you two different options and you choose which one is, which one do you prefer? Uh, starting with a very debatable one, uh, tea or coffee? Um, tea. Saxophone or every other instrument? Saxophone. Are you a winter person or a summer person? Absolutely summer. I'll choose winter, you know, because <laughs> summer is too <laughs> yeah, hot, you know. Too hot. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it goes up to 15 degrees. Uh, yeah, here in uh, Austria, this summer was also very hot. <laughs> Maybe the climate change. Uh, but uh, I like swimming. I like all the summer sports and uh Whereas I'm not a ski driver, I don't like skiing. And in winter, when it's too cold, uh, it's <laughs> and and no sun and no, it's dark here. And and yeah, I, I don't like this season so much. Are you a morning person or a night person? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> uh, I can sleep every time I want or I have to so I can stay up very long in the night and I can get up very early so when I'm working I have to get up very early so but it's I have no no problem getting up but the most important thing uh, is the siesta in the afternoon so I go to sleep for one hour or some minutes in the afternoon and then do you believe in hard work or talent <laughs> I choose talent. Um, I think you can you can achieve uh, things with hard work, of course, but that's not so much my focus. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lazy a lazy guy, <laughs> and some I, I'm and I'm happy or uh, glad that I got the special talents that I can find easily melodies over harmonies and that's for me it's not hard work it's it's like yeah playing <laughs> in the best uh, sense of the the wording um playing around and and enjoying the, the the vibes the music so i don't feel when i i do music it's not the feeling i i'm doing hard work yeah, as, as you said, you can achieve a lot of things with uh, hard work, but I think, again, having talent as a background backup is, uh, would really help uh, in a lot of perspectives. Absolutely. I think um, the, the most important thing is music should not be only work, uh, because then you lose this fun factor. and that is so essential in dealing with music because I also know professional musicians they 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 don't feel anything when they do music because for them it's work they, they name it work and when I'm in a concert and somebody like this is playing I can I can tell wow he has this uh, absolute uh, technique and fingering and everything is perfectly but I miss the emotional 
message in, in the playing. If, if somebody only sees the work factor in <laughs> making music. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, maybe I'm also sensible for these vibes because I, I'm, I studied first before I started music. I studied music therapy. And uh, that is uh, very interesting because it's more the psychological uh, side of music and uh, the emotions you transport by playing or when you listen to music. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, as you said, the problem is when people uh, treat music as a business yeah. more than a way of life or a way to express emotions. Absolutely, yeah. Well, this is an obvious one, but we still get the answer. Jazzy beats or sleepy beats? Jazzy beats. <laughs> but uh, it depends also. When I, I, when I want to sleep, uh, I, I listen to sleepy beats. <laughs> But if I want to listen to music, I think I think jazzy beats are more interesting. Yeah, I think jazzy beats uh, are good from the morning until when you want to sleep. Then from then you need to switch up to sleepy beats. Absolutely. <laughs> Sunset. Man, we're heading out to uh, the end of this episode. Uh, again, thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Uh, it was such a fun conversation. We learned a lot. We had a lot of fun and uh, you answered a lot of questions. Um, yeah, thank you for, for your inv invitation. <laughs> it was also the first podcast or first interview I did in my career. <laughs> so, Well, it would definitely not be the last one. Uh, we'll schedule another one for another time. Yeah. And this year maybe. maybe uh, <laughs> Who knows what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye and thanks for everything. <laughs>